Hey there, this is Audrey of the Maiden Voyage Podcast, and you're listening to Episode 10, Season 1, the one where we interview author Jennifer Michael. Maiden Voyage is a podcast recorded by the women of Impulse Creative. Audrey, Rachel, Jen, Danielle, Courtney, Jackie. We're CEOs, salespeople, project managers, writers, and marketers. We're also wives, rad moms, remote employees all over the country, in-house staff, empowered single ladies, and all-around ass-kickers. There's a lot of challenges we face, overcome, and share that make our voyage different than those of the men we work with. This is our journey. Today we're talking to author Jennifer Michael, and more importantly, my best friend. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) So Jennifer, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am an indie book author. Um, I write in the romance genre. I grew up here in Florida, um, and indie means is I am independently published, um, so I am my boss creator, you know, I'm in charge of um, my books, my brand, um, and everything like that. There's no publishing house behind me. So explain to me a little bit more about the kind of books you write. You said that you're in the romance. Yeah, so um, I write, everything I write is in um, the romance genre. My branding is sweet and sultry to dark and daring. Um, so what that means is is I don't like to stay within one subgenre of uh, romance. So I tend to lean more towards suspense, edgier, darker um, books. But I do write outside of that. Um, I write more traditional romances, um, contemporary traditional romances. Um, and then as well as I'm writing um, romantic comedy right now. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do, um, I stay within romance, um, but it's, I kind of, I jump around within subgenres. I realized that there were like subgenres in the romance, like section. Um, I'm like a closet romance book junkie. Um, I will like read them all day um, on my phone because I feel like if I'm out in public, I like feel like <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed at times, but I'm totally a closet junkie. I hadn't realized that there were different like, subcategories could you maybe like explain like what's the fine line difference there's a whole bunch of rules of of what um kind of categorizes things I can't really go into all the rules because I don't know them but most of the time genres are from um the book distributors and so you want to categorize your book within the closest genre so that the readers know what type of book they're looking for. Outside of that, it can go even farther, um, and they have things that are what are called like tropes and stuff like that, and it's kind of like a theme or type of book within the subgenre genres. Okay. <laughs> it gets heavy. Okay. <laughs> when did you start writing? Um, I've always written. Um, I've written short stories since I was little um, when I'm emotional or if I'm trying to work through something, I write poetry, which is kind of something that I just do for myself. Um, And then as for the romance books, it was probably like five years ago and I was in college and I was broke. and I was looking for um, free books to read, and I happened to see that a bunch of the free books that were being offered were in the romance genre. So if you know me, like my best friend does, um, Mm -hmm. 
I'm not someone outside of these books that you would think would write romance books. I'm not the hopeless romantic. Um, <laughs> and I intended to download this book and pretty much laugh at it. Like that was what I was going to do. I was like, this is free. I'll read it. It'll be funny. Like I'll mock it the whole way through. Well, that didn't happen. Um, and I absolutely fell in love with the books. Like there's just such strong emotions and strong characters and storylines. And it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Like, I just thought it was going to be this cheesy story that always like ended the same way or like was, a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Kind of, like, kind of like, I mean, and I do like Nicholas Hallmark. Sparks. Like, you can always count on him to know exactly. It's always going to end well. <laughs> you know, like like a Hallmark movie. It's the, the good-looking guy from the small town is always stealing your girl, no matter. <laughs> or the or the crazy ex is always, you know, turning into a stalker, you know, or something. Right. For, yes. For a time in Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> but from the very beginning, you're like this chick's gonna <laughs> die for sure. So um, I fell in love, and then, um, you know, when you're watching your favorite television show, and you and your friend both watch it, and after you watch the show, you guys text each other, and you're like, oh my god, did you just see what happened? Like, I can't believe that. So I was reading all these books, and I didn't have anyone that was also reading them. I didn't know anyone that was reading um, romance, and... I went online because I was reading these books and I'm like, oh my God, I just, I need someone to talk to about this. And I went online and I saw that, especially on Facebook, um, but within all sorts of social media, there was a huge world um, for these books. And I got on and I'm like, oh my God, I can talk to the authors. Oh my God, there's all these groups that are set up for genres of books for one in particular book like and I was like this is exactly what I was looking for and I actually started um into the romance world as a blogger um and I opened my own blog because I was like well how am I going to meet these people you know to talk books about and stuff um so I opened my own blog and I did that and I learned um a lot about the world that way um and I discovered that through um, the invention of e-readers and stuff, that publishing your own book um, became more of a realistic, attainable thing than, like, what little kids dream about doing. It was something that was more within grasp. So when I saw other, it was becoming friends with other authors and saw, like, what their journey was like and saw that it was something that I could do, um, I was like, well, this is what I have to do. Like, this is what I always wanted to do. Um, so I have to go for it. And I ended up um, eventually closing my blog um, and uh, focusing full time on the writing. How many books have you written? I have written eight books um, and I've published five. Cool. What's withholding the other three back? I wrote a book. Um, when I was younger, that was just, it was kind of like a journaling thing that ended up turning into a book. Um, and it wasn't, it was just something for me. And it was before I had found that publishing was 
something I could do. Um, so it was kind of like, I, I write when I'm emotional and stuff. So it's kind of just something to work through things. Um, so there was that. And then another one that I wrote with the intention of being my first published book um, and my computer crashed, like with 99% of it written. Oh um, at the time, I thought it was the biggest tragedy that ever happened to me. Um, <laughs> but it ended up being a positive thing because it wasn't what I needed to release into the world. Um, I actually still have like the broken hard drive, like sitting in a um, condition safe box. Um, Cause I was, I, didn't, I wasn't ready to let it go, but it's probably not something that will ever see light. I have just kind of like another story like that. I mean, the hard drive didn't, pass or anything but it just it was kind of like a test book um that you know didn't go anywhere maybe one day it will but <laughs> what's your favorite book you've written probably deeper <laughs> is that in the series that I'm reading it's not um this is deeper so we're um, pretty covered are you yeah. gonna sh- send that copy to me Audrey this is um a completely standalone. It's darker um, than the series that you're reading. Okay. Uh, but it is a spinoff. Um, so I actually have a question about, I'm sorry to interrupt your train of thought there, but about like the series versus the standalones. Okay. So like I, as a reader, love reading a series. And okay. I don't know why, like I, I just love that the story continues. You know what I mean? Um, is it like, do you enjoy writing a series? Is it harder to write a series? Is it like, do you enjoy the series more than a standalone? Cause I, like I said, as a reader, I love a series. Standalone books are great. Don't get me wrong, but I tend to find authors that are series writers and kind of stick with them. As a reader, I'm the same way as you, um, which before I started this, I thought that that was what I would do as a writer because that's how I read. Um, and not to say that I won't ever do another series again, um, because I won't is a um, pretty right. definite Strong. Like something. I didn't love it. Um, it's <laughs> I loved writing the books and stuff, but um, there's a certain amount of pressure um, if it's in within a series to get them out in a timely manner. Um, so if I could switch around and not have to stay within that series in order writing it, I think I would. You want to Star Wars it? <laughs> well, or True Blood. Um, I read the Suki Stackhouse series, and it would be like a year and a half in between books, almost too long that I'd have to go back and like read the end of the last book to be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I know where we are. I know where we are. I feel like it probably eliminates some spontaneity too, because if you have a really good idea for a standalone book while you're stuck in this trilogy or series, what do you do then? And that's kind of what was happening yeah, she to me. That. But that was what was happening to me. And that's why, like, I kept wanting to go um, right deeper. And I was in the series. I'm like, I can't abandon it. Like, it's <laughs> out. Because um, you wrote these two first, and then you wrote Deeper Bold, and then the third, right? Correct. Yeah. The, this is a three book series and it was okay because the third book is kind of like a new storyline with new characters. 
with the same characters in it. If you're reading it, the third book is Tegan's book. Okay. Um, so the story does kind of end in the second book. So I did write two books in between going back to the third. Okay. And with doing it that way, it was okay. But I didn't like being stuck within one world for that long. And then I also made the mistake because it was my first book. I didn't outline my first book. And which also meant that when I got to book two, I didn't have all the tiny nuances written down. So when I'm trying to make sure that there's no inconsistencies in the story, I pretty much had to go back through and uh, redo everything because it was my first time doing this. Um, and I didn't write down, like, even silly stuff that you would think everyone remembers, but you have so much going on in your head, you're like, what color was that character's eyes? Like, and you, you can't, you can't have, give them blue eyes in book one and green eyes in book two. <laughs> right, yeah. She like, can't go from wearing, like, cut-off shorts and Deceit and Bloom to wearing boxer, like, yeah. capri pants. Like, yeah, there has to be, that's interesting. Right. Yeah, and on that, too, like, at the end of Deceit and Bloom, you're like, oh, my God, I need the second one, like, right now. And at the end of um, Vengeance, like, you're like, okay, the story's over. And then another one pops up, and you're like, whoa. Well, with Deceit, um, and I won't give anything away away because you're not there yet. I'm not there yet. But with Deceit, the way it formed was through that ending of Deceit. The book started with the end. Um, so I knew that it was going to be a book um, that the second book would need to be out quickly mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of unanswered questions. So since... Deceit, there goes my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so since Deceit um, was my first published book and I knew that, I actually wrote both books before publishing. Ah. Um, and I did space them out to give myself a little time. It was only like a few months, but I wrote them in to completion, you know, before I published the first. Okay. Are any of these books based on personal experience and who are the characters based on? I mean, I think any writer would tell you that, that there's personal experiences in books. Sometimes it's silly stuff. Um, like if you're from Fort Myers and stuff, you'll see a lot of, similar names or mashup of names of things around here or like the town name as a store name or something. Um, The nurses in Vengeance are named Audrey and Jesse, which is Audrey and our our other friend. Um, So I do things like that. I do a lot um, of working in people in my lives, like names, the stories um, and things that mean things to me as like store names or stuff or bar names or whatever it is, stuff like that. And then I think every piece, every book has, um, you know, pieces of me in it. Deeper probably has the most pieces of me. Um, And then sometimes I do things where um, people that give me trouble in life, um, they may end up gone. In a book, but you know, it's not really the the character is not them. Like, there's nothing about that character that 
is similar to them, I'll just give them a name and then they're <laughs> the same name and then their time has to be over. <laughs> I love that. It's like wielding the sword with a pen. Isn't that a thing? <laughs> you never want to cross an author. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of like Taylor Swift, like how she like, you know, you never want to mess with Taylor Swift because you'll end up in her song. But like, I feel like yours is a lot more subtle. Like. <laughs> so there's things like that. Um, I, I kind of write on themes. Um, and most of the times, the themes have to do with something in my life that I'm drawing from. So there's usually always scenes that have like true emotion from me or stuff like that. And sometimes like, you know, cause these are themey books and stuff like that. Like sometimes there's something that happens that may tip something off that starts everything. There's never anything that's like word for word based off, but you know, that's how, when you write, that's where you get your inspiration from, is from your life. What hurdles do you personally face writing, and how do you overcome them? Um, my biggest hurdle is time, um, because life happens all around you, and you have to make time to get this stuff done. It's very easy to get distracted um, with social media, or texting, or whatever um and you could be on a deadline you know to write 5,000 words that day and then all of a sudden you've fallen down a Facebook hole and you haven't written in two hours um and then juggling my life um with my day job and stuff like that um making the time for when I have to write especially um with the quickness in which you kind of need to um, publish um, to stay in those timelines. Time is my biggest hurdle and making sure that I make time for what's important to me. Um, and then my other, the second hurdle, um, which I don't think that I would have changed anything about the way this happened. Um, but, you know, I'm not trained in, um, creative writing or um, an English, you know, or anything like that. So there was a lot of learning experience, um, especially with my first book, where I really had to learn the technical stuff um, with grammar and punctuation and English um, and even just the difference between a story and how to write that in a way um, where readers are going to be engaged. I got really, really lucky, um, and I couldn't have asked for a better editor. And through those first two books, I mean, she kind of sat with me and taught me tricks and the proper way to do things. And still to this day, she hammers rules into my head. And sometimes I make fun of her for it but you know it's always something it's something that I didn't have beforehand and the way I learned it and the way I went about it I don't think I would have changed it to have wanted to know beforehand but it wasn't something it wasn't a tool that I had before it was something that I had to learn along the way I found a trend in your the women characters in at least the first book I'm reading Deceit and Bloom were like super strong willed 
characters really empowered, not only about like their sexuality, but like who they are and, and their backgrounds and, you know, where they came from. Just like, even though some of them had gone through some like terrible stuff early on, they were just very empowered women and owned their choices in life, um, which like being an all women group and it being, you know, women's history month, like I'd love to hear your thoughts on how you kind of do that um, and not make them the, if you will, like love sick damsel in distress. You might think a romance novel carries as a lead character because these chicks are not like that at all. That's actually something that's really important to me. I do like to read books with strong women. I mean, I have a lot of strong women around me and stuff like that. So I do kind of base it off of people that I see myself. And I feel like all of my characters are very strong women, but they're all different. Paisley um, is kind of more damaged and broken, but she's doing everything that she can, you know, to get ahead like that part of her isn't um affecting her her strength to keep going and to be a woman um and then um noah who's in bold um is more that typical romance character but she's not the damsel in distress she's more the girly girl she's more um shy and everything like that but she's still a badass woman and Rylan's just a little deranged, um, <laughs> but she's probably one, you know, one of the strongest women in there. I mean, she has an extreme alpha in her story, um, and she gives him a run for his money the whole way through. Uh, through life and outside of books, I just, I really feel like women should have confidence in themselves to be able to own their sexuality um, and be okay with their choices, their mistakes, um, and things like that. And you can be a strong woman and mess up. Like, it happens every day, and it's how you um, kind of overcome that and learn and everything. And I think that that's really important for today, for life, for books, for media, everything, um, you know, to make sure that all facets and all diversity of women you know, are kind of shown and shown in a good light. Okay, so I know you do self-publishing, but um, what is that process like? How do you, like, I want to publish a book. What do I do? Um, well, the process is going to be different for everyone. If you're looking to indie publish, um, first of all, you just have to write. Um, that's the main part. Worry about the rest later. Depending on what you want to do, you can have a team of people behind you that are editors, proofers, uh, cover designers, which I have all, um, and you can do that. I mean, or you can just do it all yourself, which some people do. My personal process is when I get a story idea, I outline it. My outlines are a little different than maybe some other people's because I don't like to pencil anything too detailed um, because sometimes when I do that, my head gets stuck because maybe the story is pulling me in a different way, but I'm like, no, this outline says this, like I, like I have to stay there. Like it's over in this outline. (laughs) 
what, what does that matter? Um, so I will kind of have directions like this is kind of what's happening in the middle and it's going to, or this is what's happening in the beginning and it's going to take us here for this reason. And then in the middle, this is where everything blows up in your face. And then this is why it's blowing up in your face, but they're not going to know that. Um, and it's going to lead you here. Um, and so that's kind of how I do it. And then I have a general kind of chapter outline, like this is where they meet, like the purpose of their meeting underlying, you know, needs to be this reason. Um, and I will kind of do like broad, um, chapter outlines in that way. After the self edits, it's going to go to beta or alpha reader, beta or alpha readers, um, which these are like a group of people who read it, depending on the author, they may ask their early reader um, to look for different things. I mainly ask them to look for inconsistencies or um, maybe a story that was part of the story that was slow for you, or maybe something you didn't understand. Um, I have some beta readers that are amazing and They've been with me on every book, um, so I really don't have to tell them much of anything anymore. I'm just like, here, let me know. Um, and so then after the they bring it back, then you're going to do another round of self-editing, fix anything that they've seen to get it ready to be in shape for your editor. So now we're going to get a little deeper into the goodness of her books, and Jen is going to read an excerpt out of Deeper. Imagine that. Okay, before I read the excerpt, a little bit about the books. Um, this is my series. Um, it is the Love Unauthorized series. It is Deceit and Bloom, Vengeance and Bloom, and Perdition. Um, these books are available um, exclusively on Amazon, and they are available to read free in Kindle Unlimited. Bold is a contemporary romance full of emotion. Um, it's a lot lighter and sweeter. Deeper is a dark romance. Um, it comes with a warning label. Deeper is available. Deeper and Bold are both available um, on all major platforms. Um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, Kobo. Um, there's a new uh, book distribution um, place called Eden Books. These books are both available for that. And that distributor is focused with a zero censorship and high diversity target towards the romance genre only. So I will read you the first chapter of Deeper. Debauchery. Sex, lust, excess, forbidden secrets. This place overwhelms my senses, but Maplefield is a small town and Utopia is the first of its kind in the area of Connecticut. For a small price, I gained admittance, admittance into the club, which wasn't as nearly as difficult as I thought it would be. Once my one-week probationary period is over, I will get full-blown membership. Until then, a red lanyard hangs from my neck, telling everyone I'm off-limits and only allowed to observe. One week never seemed so long before. First time here, a middle-aged woman with porcelain skin sits down at the stool next to me, her eyes hold that same awestruck quality that I imagine matches my own. I return a genuine smile. Yeah, how are you? How about you? She plays with the lanyard around her own neck. I've been here a couple times this week, but my probation is almost over. Are you here alone? The guess to my own question is no. While the woman had no problem striking up a conversation with me, 
She seems a bit too shy to have come here without someone else. She points to a group of men across the room. That man in the blue polo is my husband. A few of his work buddies come here and it's always fascinated us as a couple. We finally decided to check it out. Good for you. What about you? Are you here alone? I am. I don't think I would have been able to come here without my husband, she admits. The unknown, intimidating or different, doesn't give me anxiety. If anything, it pushes me. I left behind the last of my vanilla existence the second I walked through the door and signed my name on the dotted line. I need, I need to continue pushing my boundaries to discover experiences that curl my toes and paint my fantasies. According to the paperwork, this place will do just that, providing that my behavior here isn't illegal and is safe for all members, that is. Having sex in front of an audience, that's perfectly acceptable here. Mixing pain and pleasure, yes, please. Giving control of my body to another, permission granted. I've always been curious about sex. Porn became a part of my routine at a young age for a girl, and losing my virginity wasn't scary for me. It was thrilling powerful. I'm not into BDSM culture and I don't have any crazy fetishes, but I need excitement. There isn't much I would say no to until I at least try it once. I have a few hard limits, but I try to stay open. This is the place for me to continue pushing my limits. In the past, I've been with guys who liked routine and predictability, and it drove me mad. I was bored out of my mind. Some would bulk if I suggested anything a little outside of the box, but others would try which was almost worse. I'd end up with a water, with watered down versions of what I actually wanted because my exes were too timid or too unimaginative to give me what I needed. As a single woman, if I want more, then I need to go after it. Yeah. I think it's amazing. <laughs> Wait, it's a sex club. The first chapter starts at a sex club. It's crazy. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for reading a little bit for us. You're welcome. Oh That's my spicy. God. That was good. Okay, ready? Beer, wine, or liquor? Beer. Briggs Myers personality type? Architect. I mean, that'll count. Okay. <laughs> Hogwarts House. What? Hogwarts House. Oh, um, Gryffindor. What are you having for dinner? Oh, um, probably cereal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite female celebrity? Oh, pass. Uh, most recent book you read? Um, probably something by Kelsey Ray. Okay. Uh, sparkling or still water? Still. Well, if you could time travel, what year would you travel to? Pass. Okay. Flats or heels? Flats. Biggest pet peeve? Pass. Dogs or cats? Dogs. <laughs> what gets you into trouble? Oh, no. Um, my mouth. Um, <laughs> Mac or PC? Mac. That'll be it. <laughs> Every single guest we've had says that we their mouth gets their mouth. Tune in next week when we dive into middle school, the best of times and the worst of times. Until then, stay your course and remember this is your voyage. Make it amazing. Sadly, that'll do it for this week's episode of Maiden Voyage. We'd like to thank you, our amazing listeners, because let's face it, lady life is hard. It's incredible how much we accomplish every day, and we all deserve awards just for existing. If you're watching the show, make sure that you subscribe, click on that thing for instant notifications, speak your mind in the comments, and share us with your fellow voyagers.